Hello everybody and welcome into episode number 64 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading Hebrews chapter 2 today and our focus is briefly on the authorship of Hebrews and more greatly on the help of Jesus when we are tempted. So this is a daily 10-ish minute podcast where we dig into God's word one chapter at a time, discuss it each day. Welcome aboard to new listeners in Caracas, Venezuela, Tripura, India, Gujarat, India, Birmingham, Alabama, my home city, I miss you, and Boise, Idaho. Thanks for listening. Our goal is to encourage daily Bible reading, so if you would share the show with other people, share episodes on social media, tell people about us, that would be a furtherance of that goal. We want to get as many people as possible involved in reading the Word of God. Please do check out our website, Bible2021.com. And if you are of such a mind, maybe leave us a nice review on Apple Podcasts, as Amy Amazon has done recently. Thank you, Amy, for that. And let's begin with our verse of the day, which is Hebrews chapter 2, verse 3. How will we escape if we neglect such a great salvation? This salvation had its beginning when it was spoken of by the Lord, and it was confirmed to us by those who heard him. Well, that's a great question. How will we escape if we neglect the salvation of Jesus? And the answer, according to the Bible, is there is no escape for those who neglect salvation offered by Jesus, because he's the only way. Now, in Hebrews, we have one of the great Bible mysteries, which is who wrote the book? The authorship of this letter has been discussed and debated for literally over a thousand years. Our friend Og Keep is firmly convinced the author is Barnabas. Others have made their case for Paul, Luke, Apollos, Aquila, Priscilla, Silvanus, Silas, and others. We get a big clue today, though, as to the identity of the author in our verse. He is not somebody who was an eyewitness of the ministry of Jesus, Because the author of Hebrews in our verse of the day indicates that he heard the salvation of Jesus, not directly from the Lord, but from those who heard from the Lord. This, of course, doesn't really rule out any of our major candidates, with the possible exception of Paul, who did encounter Jesus post-resurrection on the Emmaus Road. But it does seem to rule out any of the twelve disciples and others who traveled with Jesus during his earthly sojourn. Well, let's read our passage straight up, paying particular attention to the end where we are told how and why Jesus can help us with temptation. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1 in the Christian Standard Bible. For this reason, we must pay attention all the more to what we have heard so that we will not drift away. For the message spoken through angels was legally binding, and every transgression and disobedience received a just punishment. How will we escape if we neglect such a great salvation? This salvation had its beginning when it was spoken of by the Lord, and it was confirmed to us by those who heard him. At the same time, God also testified by signs and wonders, various miracles and distributions of gifts from the Holy Spirit according to his will. For he is not subjected to angels, the world to come that we are talking about, but someone somewhere has testified, what is man that you remember him or the son of man that you care for him? You made him lower than the angels for a short time. You crowned him with glory and honor and subjected everything under his feet. For in subjecting everything to him, he left nothing that is not subject to him. As it is, we do not yet see everything subjected to him, but we do see Jesus made lower than the angels for a short time so that by God's grace he might taste death for everyone. 
crowned with glory and honor because he suffered death. For in bringing many sons and daughters to glory, it was entirely appropriate that God, for whom and through whom all things exist, should make the pioneer of their salvation perfect through sufferings. For the one who sanctifies and those who are sanctified all have one Father. That is why Jesus is not ashamed to call them brothers and sisters, saying, I will proclaim your name to my brothers and sisters. I will sing hymns to you in the congregation. Again, I will trust in him. And again, here I am with the children God gave me. Now, since the children have flesh and blood in common, Jesus also shared in these so that through his death, he might destroy the one holding the power of death, that is the devil, and free those who were held in slavery all their lives by the fear of death. For it is clear that he does not reach out to help angels, but to help Abraham's offspring. Therefore, he had to be like his brothers and sisters in every way, so that he could become a merciful and faithful high priest in matters pertaining to God to make atonement for the sins of the people. For since he himself has suffered when he was tempted, he is able to help those who are tempted. So Hebrews can be a little bit of a strange book in several different ways. It's somewhat difficult to understand in parts, gloriously clear and beautiful in other parts. There are lots of Psalms referenced, and if I'm being honest, I don't always understand all of those Psalms references and how they fit in. But one thing that is supremely clear and repeated over and over again is the author's focus on the greatness of Jesus for so many different reasons. Now, in this passage, we see how Jesus is great because he became human. Not a fake human, like, for instance, I don't know, Superman Clark Kent. If you aren't familiar with the reference, Superman was Kryptonian, but he disguised himself as a human, Clark Kent. He looked like a human, but, you know, under his sport coat, he had the incredible powers of a Kryptonian. Jesus wasn't a fake human, though. He was human in every way. He was also God in every way, which I realize is a very difficult idea to wrap our minds around. But what difference does it make that Jesus was fully human? Well, let's read that last little bit again. The writer of Hebrews says, Now since the children have flesh and blood in common, Jesus also shared in these, so that through his death he might destroy the one holding the power of death, that is the devil, and free those who were held in slavery all their lives by the fear of death. Amen. For it is clear that he does not reach out to help angels, but to help Abraham's offspring. Therefore, he had to be like his brothers and sisters in every way, so that he could become a merciful and faithful high priest in matters pertaining to God, to make atonement for the sins of the people. For since he himself has suffered when he was tempted, he is able to help those who are tempted. What does that mean? Well, it means he understands. He's literally been there, done that. He has suffered under the effects of temptation. He has endured insults, taunts, loneliness, rejection, misunderstanding, all of the bad and hard things that make us human. He's been there and experienced it, even fear of death. So when we, when we cry out to him for help and comfort, he understands and he gets it in a way that only a human can. He was like us in every way, says Hebrews, which means that he is merciful. Ah, such a wonderful truth. Well, let's close with some gentle words of comfort from our dear brother Spurgeon. He says, The fact that Jesus has suffered without being destroyed is inestimably, inestimably comforting to us. 
If you could see a block of ore just ready to be put into the furnace, if that block of ore could look into the flames and could mark the blast as it blows the coals to a vehement heat, if it could speak, it would say, Ah, oh, woe is me that I ever should be put into a blazing furnace as bad as that. I will be burned up, burn up. I will be melted with the slag. I will be utterly consumed. But suppose another lump of coal, all bright and glistening, could lie by its side and say, No, no, you are just like I was, but I went through the fire and I lost nothing. See how bright I am, how I survived all the flames. Why, then that first piece of ore would rather anticipate than dread the season when it too should be exposed to the purifying heat and come out all bright and lustrous like its companion. I see you, I see you, son of Mary, bone of our bone, flesh of our fat flesh. You have felt the flames, but you are not destroyed, nor the smell of fire has passed on you. Your heel has been bruised, but you have broken the serpent's head. There is no scar, nor spot, nor injury in you. You have survived the conflict, and I, bearing your name, purchased with your blood, and dear to God as you are dear to him, I will survive it too. Therefore will I tread the coals with confidence, and bear the heat with patience. Christ's conquest and victory gives me comfort, for I will conquer in him too. Amen and amen. Well, let's close with our verse of the month for March, Hebrews 7.25. Therefore, Jesus is able to save completely those who come to God through him, since he always lives to intercede for them. Friends, Jesus is praying for you. What a wonderful thing to ponder. Good day to you and Godspeed.